This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. And today we are going to be talking about what I'll for now call next gen upgrades. And what do I mean by that, Skylar, you asked? I call I it next gen tech, but yeah. Next gen tech. Okay. That's, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, basically, I mean, now that we're rolling around to a new console generation, um, this is applicable, but this does not at all fall exclusively in console space. And actually, I, I do have some questions for you on that front later. But what we're talking about today is um, what we've been seeing, at least for sure, in the last three, I mean, really every console generation, at least from the Sony and Microsoft side um, of things, is the eh, Nintendo, I guess, you know, Nintendo 2. It's always the touting of, hey, you know, you can play this game at a higher resolution and more frames per second. You know, the graphics are better. And then these are – resolution and frame rate are generally – More bits. More bits. More <laughs> are generally like two Nintendo things heavily 64. marketed. Four. Teraflops. Teraflops was one that we saw Teraflops. recently, like with the One X. That was uh, yeah. something they did. They went hev- they went ham on. Um, so they leaned into. So, so. We have a we we had a, a discussion last week about Halo Infinite, and during at the end of that podcast, we brought up we asked this question right because Halo Infinite had uh, showed the world we 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 went into detail on the last podcast if you're interested on all of the various things three four three could be going through right now as to explain the visual state of that Halo Infinite demo, but. Regardless, that thing looks how it looks right now. And one of the things they're touting is, oh, it's 4K 60 frames per second on the Series X. And uh, that was just something that I, you know, immediately, you know, came to like, you know, if you told me that uh, instead of trying to push 4K resolution, instead it would be 1080 and you could significantly increase the visual fidelity, I would be, I would so much more prefer to choose that, right? Um and uh, yeah. that, that's kind of the conversation we're having, right? Like, is are these the kind of upgrades that really these platforms should be trying to achieve? Or are there maybe other more significant upgrades that they could do? Some things that are maybe not so readily or easily available. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think... Well, I think what's really interesting is like the history of this starts with like the old consoles, like the even at the NES and that days, right? And that was when it was what was called the Bit Wars, and that was where like the NES was the 16-bit console, right? And then like the Sega Genesis came out, I think, and that was a 32-bit console. And this, these like bit amounts actually matter, right? That determines like how many colors you have. Like it actually matters in how significant uh, the data like how much data you can put in your game right yeah um and nintendo 64 that's literally why there's a 64 in the name of the nintendo 64 is because it's a 64-bit console right like oh was that yeah that's that's literally what the 64 means yes that's how important it was right and that 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 has gone away completely now because we have like you know that's not even a concern anymore but then people started talking about resolution right how many pixels you have and that mattered 
for a long time, right? Until we got to about 1080p. Um, it is difficult for the human eye to discern between 1080p and 4K. And it's basically completely pointless to go above 4K. There's like very little difference between 4K and above to the human eye. Um, yeah. And then we also talk a lot about like frame rate, right? This is another huge conversation that we have. And that, once again, matters a lot. We start at like things at like 15, 30 FPS is e- it's, it's easy to see something running at 15 FPS versus 30 FPS. But then 30 FPS versus 60 FPS, I know a lot of console gamers, especially who can't even, who don't really see the difference. Um, Between 30 and 60? Right. And then going up to like 60 and 120, it's even harder to spot the difference. And going over 120, there's no way you're spotting the difference. You might be able to feel it if you've played it a ton, but I don't think you're really going to see it. So that's just my opinion on this, right? I think these conversations about resolution, these conversations about frame rate are stupid. Once once you're over 60 FPS, I think that you don't even really need to be talking about frame rate anymore. Maybe up to 120, then you can stop. And then resolution, I think 4K, like 4K is unnecessary in my opinion, but anything above that is even going to be more unnecessary unless you're literally like projecting your game onto a movie theater sized screen or something. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's a great point to end that on because I the th- the thing I was going to say is uh, being somebody who um, usually when I play I am I am playing on a monitor, but I'm many times I'm playing with Brittany, my wife, and she plays on a sixty-five inch TV, and that's a that's a thing where um, I'll be honest, I've noticed the upgrades more significantly and obviously that makes sense you you know you pointed out like if you had this big screen this big projector or something the more pixels helps because it's a bigger screen um and you you get better detail especially like when you get closer to those screens you know um but when you're talking about like a normal computer monitor like the difference between 4k and 1080p is almost negligible so when i made when i purchased this monitor this asus gaming monitor last year i was like okay do i invest in a 4k monitor um which was you know about twice at least the price of the the 1080p one but i if i could hit 144 hertz like refresh rate and i had 1080p that's all i give a shit about like i i don't i don't see things for example for example some things that i think recently have made a bigger impact from a visual fidelity perspective is like hdr i think hdr makes things look much prettier be the color range big difference totally I, I think there's a big difference there. Um, Just like the shift from LCD to LED as well. Yeah. That right. made a big difference, right? Right. So, there, so things like that. Now, uh, b- before I, I totally jump into this other thought, um, it's you you brought up the N64 and all the and, – and the – like they literally marketed the techni- technical advantage in the name. You know, like they yes. went that far as to do that. And that's a, a a thing, obviously, to like take into account. Every year, every every console generation, you have to convince people why they should spend five hundred, four, three to five hundred bucks on this thing, you know. And so, like, that's why you lean into. I, I think that's why the One X, the Xbox One X, went so hard on. We have the most teraflops because it's like, what can you tell people? Like, you know, um, the, and the this 4K, is teraflops referring to the communication between. Teraflops, teraflops refers to the amount you can to s- simplify it generally. How much uh, computations that processor can do 
per I think it's like four teraflops per second. So it can do four, right. you know, that that okay, many. And that matters, right? Processor speed matter. is something that actually matters. Does matter. Processor speed. And actually, one thing I, I forgot to mention, one thing that this particular console generation is introducing um, is the SSD, you know, the, right. the storage changes. Right. And that's um, what I was going to say. Processor speed only matters up to as much as your RAM and read-write speed can handle, right? Because the second yeah, there's other that your, yes. your process speed goes over like what your RAM or read-write can handle, then who the fuck cares that your processor can do more computations when you don't have the memory to support it? Or you're throttled by your bus limita- limitations, right? right? So right. if you've got, for those non-tech people, you got your RAM and you got your computer, when the game is like the memory, the the game is running on in RAM and it needs to send, you know, instructions to get processed to the cpu or the gpu well that needs to travel across these buses and uh those buses have memory bandwidth limitations themselves so like doesn't matter how fast your the individual parts are if like the information going between it is only so fast right this is this is a reason why um you, you might see some games you know you'll see a triple a studio do amazing things on like pretty low performance hardware like that with with they'll they'll do all these fancy tricks and stuff that sometimes you don't see smaller studios or industry studios being able to pull off the same magnitude or scale right. because they like maybe don't have the knowledge or the like existing tools to implement this really or easily. you know time right like that's right. just you know it's that's the the triple a studios enact a, a huge amount of i don't know if discipline is the right word but scrutiny on how data is packed and making sure that it's right. all optimally passed to all these things they take all of these things into account and sometimes you know any game devs just the payoff for that uh is maybe not so significant for I mean, the, the kind AAA of studios can hire have. a single person to do the whole thing too right like the Shit, person's dude, job is to do the optimization right it's and usually like a team right like right. they usually have multiple people right um there's there are teams optimizing Halo Infinite. I am sure that are at least you know five Oof. times the size of Ko Koala, <laughs> and doing a way worse job than Ko Koala is. <laughs> maybe maybe hard, hard to know. That's a that's a we'll low blow unfair. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but, um, uh, anyway, in that that's a that's a that's a part. The resu- Halo Infinite was an example of something that I wish they would have prioritized. Actually, Halo 5 is another one, okay? Halo 5 is another one in the story of they uh, also the graphics in some places were like, Meh, but they prioritize frame rate. So I'll ask you, what's more important? I know your answer, but to tell, the, tell everybody else, what's more important if you had to choose between frame rate and not just resolution, but it's like what... And actually, Halo Infinite's doing this. You can see it, the pop-in on all that shit. You yep. know, like you could see like grass, like literally grow in front of you in the demo. Yeah. Um, Halo 5 had also very aggressive texture filtering, and that was to make sure they always stayed at a fluid, see, like perfect 60 frames per second. Right. And they the achieved that. FPS, by the way. Yes. <laughs> the frame rate is more important. I mean, that's why I literally play PC games, right? So that I can turn down the graphics of my game to get the frame rate I want if my hardware doesn't can't support like the maximum graphics, right? Right. Like frame rate is so much more important. I, I, my at Rollick, one of our dedicated viewers, he's playing this, uh, this game called Last Epoch. It's an early access Diablo style, like action RPG game, top down, like hack and slashy sort of game. And it runs at like 15 FPS at times. And it literally makes him not want to play. Like it's probably one of the best designed ARPGs out there right now. And that 
it doesn't matter because like it's just unplayable. Like low FPS games are unplayable. Rocket League literally launched on consoles at 30 FPS. Is it still it? 30 FPS on consoles? No, it's 60. So. It's 60 yeah, now. It used to be it used to be 30 FPS on wow. consoles and 60 on PC. And like I don't know how people played console Rocket League. That's why a ton of people switched from console to PC originally in Rocket League. That makes a lot of sense. I I can't imagine playing Rocket League at 30 no, frames per second. Are you kidding me, dude? Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the reason why I – so actually, Destiny 2 is an example of an interesting decision. They went 30 They, they went thirty FPS on consoles, um, and I bought that game only because it looked beautiful, you know? Um, or, okay, mainly because it looked beautiful. Watching some streamers play, and I was like, that is just, like, a really pretty game. Uh, looks like it's fun enough to, like, spend money on and try. Um, and I thought it was really – but it – but at the same time, the frame rate was a big reason why eventually I just like couldn't keep playing that game. Like, um, now one thing people don't, you know, here's an argument as to why I think, like what you said about what the human eye can perceive in regards mm-hmm. to like literally frames changing is, is of, of course, absolutely true. Um, now one other thing though that on, on that front, like whether it matters for frame rate to increase beyond, you know, whatever the the visual beyond 60, let's say um, the reason there's, there's a few things to frame rate, I guess is what I want to say. One is the actual refresh rate of your monitor and how fast things are displaying for you. Um, that's mm-hmm. the refresh rate frames per second of a game is not only when a game, every, every, a game processes things in a sequence of frames or ticks, right? And every frame has a certain amount of time you have a certain amount of time to execute a particular frame to hit a certain goal of 60 frames a second, 30 frames. For 60 frames first per second, it is 16.7 milliseconds. So the game mm-hmm. needs to do run all of its logic. It's got to process input, for example, process input, process the, you know, the dynamic falling out of that input, render everything all within 16 point millis- 16.7 milliseconds for the frame for the game to achieve 60 frames per second. Right. And you need to half that to 8.3 milliseconds to be able to do 120 frames per second. So that's not not only is that like amazing that the game can process all those things like it's like technical wizardry, quite frankly, uh, to, to process everything that needs to go into a frame in 8.3 milliseconds, um, which is why you need the extra horsepower, the, the better hardware. But on top of that, the reason the reason why I think it's significant and the reason why I think those games feel smoother is because literally your input and the game itself is being processed twice as fast as a 60 frames per second situation. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was saying, that with 120 FPS, you can definitely feel a difference if you play it enough. Um, yes. But there's also, you know, a threshold for where that stops being possible as well, like where the feeling is, there's not a significant difference, right? I'm, I'm sure, pretty sure, I'm sure over 120 even, you're, it's starting to not matter. Um, um, in my experience with playing games at that frame rate and watching other people do that as well. To, yeah, to 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 be honest, I have not played anything over that. So I, I yeah, I mean, really I play Valorant it. at over that right, and that matters a lot, right? Valorant requires like very fast input, like acceptance, and um, it matters a ton, right? So in Valorant, the the 144 refresh rate, the 120, like that matters a lot. People don't want to be below that because that's actually a disadvantage in a game like that. But in most games, that doesn't really matter. Like in single player games, you don't freaking need 144 FPS yeah. to like have it be a good experience. 
Yeah. Well, and you you bring up Valorant before the stream we were talking about. So for multiplayer games, your local refresh rate is one thing, but for multiplayer games, the server tick rate is important. So for example, if if your local machine can process the game at 120 frames per second, but the server tick rate is only at 60 frames per second, you are you're getting some things interpolated to make it look, you know, feel smooth and stuff, but the actual like game logic and events that are getting processed is is at 60. You know, it's at 120, Correct. it's half of your speed. So, um yeah. Uh, Valorant's actually, I, we we were we were talking about. It, we think is maybe the only one with 120 one of frames the only. per second. Yeah, one of the only games with 120 frames uh, per second. 120 tick rate. Yeah, uh, 120 tick rate. Sorry, uh, in their on their multiplayer servers. Um, right. Can you feel the difference? Like, have you played? Um, like w- CS:GO has 64. Like- I haven't played enough CS:GO to really feel it, but like, um. I mean, I think it. I like. I think I can even feel a difference between Valorant and Rocket League. I was just going like, to ask. It what? feels very smooth. Like when you do something, like it just feels like what you did was happened. Right. The main thing is like the hit registration. That's an issue, and Valorant has had issues with hit registration, where you're like, sure, you got a headshot, but it says you didn't. But that has nothing to do with the tick rate. But like as far as like being able to feel like your reactions are actually ma- like mattering, you can react to stuff. It definitely feels like that in Valorant more than almost any game I've ever played. So yeah, the uh, Rocket League servers, I just looked. Yes. R60 tick. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rocket League 60. Um, fun fact. Super monkey ball um, was one of the first games ever to check things at a 60 uh, at like a once a 60 times a second rate. Really? Yes. On fucking GameCube? Yeah. You know, I remember because playing it. Because the physics it, mattered a ton. I remember uh, playing it on the GameCube and remem- and recalling like how smooth it was. Yeah, that's why it feels so smooth. Because it's actually checking your inputs every like 60 times a second. So here's another question for you then, right? So now we've... With, with uh, the fact that frames take a, a, a given amount of time of of processing time to you know process if you have 16.7 milliseconds to process a frame for your game i personally um and the the it, again let's use halo infinite as an example uh wasn't necessarily demonstrated in this demo but if you told me that the graphics took a hit because ai behavior and ai behavior improved and that there we were more ai in the n- scene yeah, we got some like neural network chip going on the system to like make these like learning AI and shit, and they had to take the graphics for that. Yeah, if you told me, you know, we could have used three more milliseconds of frame on graphics, but instead we we freed it up for like game logic shit. I'd be okay with that. I'm gonna be honest. You me know? too. I mean, I think there's things they could do to make the graphical style more consistent, so it doesn't just look so jarringly bad. But yeah. regardless, right? Like with that in mind, I think that. Something like that is cool. Like gameplay improvements at um, at a cost of graphics is really valuable. And you know that's probably why a lot of these indie studios go for stylized graphics because they're less demanding and they leave it more room for you to make gameplay innovation, right? Yeah, yeah. The less polygons to draw, you know, the I mean, the better. Talking about Serious front. Sam Four, a game that's coming out very soon. I think like you know less than a month. That game does not look great. Like that game actually looks very similar to what Halo Infinite looked like in that trailer, but but more consistent at least across the board, so it doesn't look like jarringly bad. 
Um, and the reason is because their engine can support like the most enemy density of like any game ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they literally built the engine around enemy density. That was the main goal of the engine. So we'll see what that looks like. Cause series Sam three has levels where you're fighting like upwards of 30 plus enemies at the same time. Right. Like all, all like a, doing this shit and probably more than that. I don't even know, but this could be like hundreds or thousands. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. I'm definitely going to play it if only to just like experience what kind of technology they were able to put into this engine. Wait, how many AI? You said thousands on screen? Uh, hundreds at least, I oh, think. Oh, hundreds. Yeah. I don't Wait, know. Which I'll, is... I'll do some Google while you can, while you talk. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- when Halo Infinite was originally revealed in E3 2018, they did this tech engine demonstration where they were showing off the Slipspace engine. And one thing they showed was this, like, herd of rhinos with what appeared to have, like, individual pathfinding going on for all of them. So, like, it was like a herd running through, all kind of doing their own thing, and um, all animated independently and all with, like, their own, like, sort of particle effects going on, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And, uh... When I saw that, knowing that that's a tech engine demonstration, I was thinking, like, that's what they're trying to show off is, like, how much AI we can put on the screen, you know, that that we can put on, like, a nice amount of AI at the same time doing stuff, you know? Yeah, you ready um, to have your mind blown? I'm ready. Um, Sam 4 developed – it's Crow Team. They developed the Legion system, um, and – is system they developed for Series Sam 4. We have some levels that will actually be able to populate with a hundred thousand enemies. We were really pleasantly surprised with how fast it can run because originally we were hoping for like ten thousand enemies, and now we've hit an order of magnitude more. <laughs> well, that's cool. I I I also want to play it just to check that out. Um, now I, I will thousand enemies, dude. Yeah, dude. I, like, how do you even fucking? What do you even do with that? Are they like all a bunch of like mosquitoes or some shit? <laughs> no idea. Um, you know, one thing that I actually kind of uh, criticized Destiny Two of when I was playing it was I felt that they went ham on enemy density, but the AI itself was not all that like intelligent. If that makes right. sense, right? Yeah, I mean, if, even if you have like a hundred thousand enemies, is that even fun? If like the AI is dumb as hell. I right. don't know. Right. So you, in that case, then you have things like, uh, and and this actually was shown in the Halo Infinite. You saw uh, uh, basically a brute use contextual dialogue and then ac- action and a little bit of animation. Honestly, the animation wasn't super good. Maybe it was not done. But <laughs> basically, because, because there was a grunt next to him, he told the grunt to, like, go get him, and then he threw the grunt at Master Chief. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. You know, things like that, I'm down for. Granted, um, was that scripted, or was that, like, an AI behavior? Uh, the, yeah, the the reason, like, at other points in the demo, did the brutes talk differently, and there's no grunts nearby, so right. it seems... If there's always a grunt nearby, is the brute always going to do that? Throw him? Because right. that's not an AI behavior, that's just a scripted behavior, yep. right? Yep, and uh, the they did say that that was after the fact. They said that that wasn't like intentional. They wanted to show that off. That sandbox like interactions was something they had a lot more of in Halo Infinite. I mean, that's cool. That's really exciting because that's something that like actually enhances the gameplay in a unique way. Yeah, it would be you know like I I don't think they'll do this, but like it would you know it'd be cool if you know a brute um, in a certain situation where there's a jackal overhead picks up a scoped rifle and throws it up to him you know that right. would like 
inter- these are the kinds of things I wish I saw. You know what I mean? Like I would take that over the fact that there's three brutes on the floor and two range jackals up above. Like that there's just more things there. I would I would prefer right. that the two things that are there have a more rich interaction between each other, you know. Right. Um that's 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 where I stand on that. Like yeah. I I wish and maybe they will, maybe like games that So, like you see you saw Ratchet and Clank, we've talked about that one before on the PlayStation 5 and using um the I think that was a really tasteful and interesting way to use the SSD bump um, like because just generally things are gonna load faster, but instead of just being like things load faster, they like intentionally worked it into the game design and made it interesting. No, you know? It is perfect. Like that, they must have been so happy that that team made that game. Like when they they pitched the PS4s like hardware, that team must have been like, this is what we can do with it. Let's go. And then they made like a trailer that basically like spoke for itself for the hardware for the PS5. And the Xbox definitely has not had anything like that so far. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see because that, like, honestly, that almost sold me on it, but I still probably won't get one because I don't buy non-Nintendo consoles, but... <laughs> I like, yeah. Uh, well, uh, maybe that's a way we can kind of wrap this up. Like, our... Like, we talked about, these things are... Need to be there. Like, we, it, it's a dance of, like, on one hand, you want to make... Um, put improvements in the console that further the game experience... Um, and at the same time, you want to put things in the console to help sell it, uh, in a way, um, that sounds like nobody is, are, why, why do that? Okay. Actually, you just made an interesting point. You don't want to buy these guys with like the latest, the best available, you know, technology on, on, on console. Of course you have PC, but Sony still is making exclusive games on their platform, like Ratchet and Clank, for example, that look like a lot of fun, that only can be played on there, blah, blah, blah. Meaning, like, even as a PC player, you still, like, if you want to play Ratchet and Clank, you need this thing. Um, but why do you instead go with Nintendo, you know, who still, like, from a uh, technical punch perspective, isn't keeping up with the other two, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think because technical punch isn't why I play games, um, right. I play games for unique experiences and Nintendo has the most unique exclusive experiences. Like even if PS4's exclusive experiences are very good, those kinds of experiences definitely still exist on PC. And a lot of the PS4 experiences are now coming to PC like Death Stranding, for example. Right. Like, so it's just like, I, I don't think that I need a console. I, and if, if there's a game I really want to experience, I'll watch it or I'll find a friend who buys the PS5 and go play it with them. Like I can find a way to play it. Like I played The Last of Us with my friend, right? I managed to f- play that even though I've never owned a Sony console. So right. I think that, and yeah, it, it's just Nintendo's experiences are so much more unique. I've never ever bought a console for a single game except for the Switch, which I bought for Mario Odyssey. Literally, right? I was going to buy it for Smash regardless, but then Mario Odyssey, when I saw the Mario, first Mario Odyssey trailer, I was like, I'm buying this console no matter what. And I don't think there's any game PlayStation could show that would convince me d- like that trailer did. And yeah, and that one again is gameplay driven like right. mario odyssey didn't have some insane visuals or something i mean it definitely know? looked the best of any mario yeah, game yeah, that's yeah. ever been yeah. made but yes you are correct the thing was the gameplay and the like experience and i think the thing the one last thing maybe that i did want to talk about unless you want something else is there's the advent of uh these 
server cloud running games. <laughs> Stadia. Yes. So Stadia <laughs> pitched this at GDC, like when they were when they when they did the initial like developer kind of targeted reveal of Stadia. They were like, you know, it's cool. We have all these games, and like you can go from just watching it to immediately playing it, like wherever you are in your browser, all that right. stuff. But then at the they were like, but now imagine that your target platform was the servers, you know, like the server farm, and that as a developer you weren't constrained to like hardware. Yeah, a console, but like the server. Theoretically, I mean, we mentioned this last week, right? With Microsoft Flight Simulator, one of the first games that's going to truly take advantage of this technology comes out on Saturday. Yep, and like so far, yeah. it looks awesome. Yeah, looks so amazing. Yeah, um, you know that, but that just proves again, Stadia is. Fan, great you know they've got the servers you know they've got the <laughs> horsepower but if you don't have the games if you don't right. have the fun like nintendo has on a little teeny baby little switch you know board um right. that's what makes it you know it's those experiences yeah. i mean i'm buying microsoft flight sim and hell no am i buying a stadia right like yep. like that's the that's the shit right there yep Hundred percent, and I mean that's you see this even in the difference in the console generations right now. PlayStation is their their business model is moving the console, so they're trying to make these experience. The, they're trying to make these really great last generation. Their first party studios did a great job on producing like really high quality shit. That uh, you know, God of War, Last of Us, Spider Man, Spider Man. Um, these great experiences is what moves that hardware, though. It's yep. if you don't have that, you. Th- why do I buy that game? Why do I buy that PlayStation Five? Oh, Hence the SSD why is Halo great. is pushing Game Pass, right? Because honestly, I think their exp- experience their experiences are worse. Microsoft's experiences right now. So last of generation, at least, if, yeah. If you look at the last generation from like a critical review perspective, uh, you know the 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 critical gaming space agrees with you. Uh, yeah. And uh, I I think a lot of people would. So and I worry I worry like just to say like is that quantity versus quality now? Are we actually seeing like a war between quantity from Game Pass and quality from PlayStation? <laughs> and is that unexpected? I guess. Do you kind of like do you say if you're Microsoft and you have Game Pass like we're going to take like this middle ground and we're going to produce a lot of like b tier experiences you know i i feel like at that point they should just stop making consoles then honestly like we mentioned this before but yeah 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 the series x is basically just like hey here we have a custom pc for you at like maybe a a pc yeah yeah, (laughs) relatively attractive price point for you and you don't have to go through the hassle of figuring out how to make it here you know there's a 500 hundred dollar custom pc from microsoft that's really what the series that's literally what it is yeah so anyway cool Yes, give us brutes who throw scoped rifles. Don't give us the 4K. We don't care. <laughs> yes, don't care. exactly. So where can people find us? You can find us at koalaentertainment.com. There you can get links to all our social media and links to our merch where you can buy this shirt and you other things. can buy this shirt, sorry. Oh, <laughs> guys, and uh, on the merch front, you can buy... Starting tomorrow, you'll also be able to buy like this slick sticker. Oh, it's probably not in focus because autofocus isn't on right now. But uh, 
This is a summer design. This is what I'm telling you. If you are listening to this podcast, we have a merch summer design logo thing that is going away at the end of summer. So it's September 22nd, I think, is the last day of summer. You have until September 22nd to pull the trigger on that, and then it's gone forever. Gone I don't forever. Know. Yeah, maybe some anniversary KO Koala way in the future. We yeah. might think about bringing it back, but if not, yep. it's gone forever. So own yep. own this shit is hot. This is Varnas. Uh, so, uh, com. That's what I was saying. You can finally saw our social media, Instagram, Twitter. We do giveaways. Most importantly, join the Discord. That's where the, yeah, the fam is the at Discord. talking. And that is also where you can get your first sneak peek at the universe of our upcoming game, where you Ooh. can begin to participate researching for Agora. Uh, Agora. Yeah. Agora. Corporation. <laughs> Agora. Yeah. <laughs> What's that it's guy's the- name? Ludwig Kane. Yeah, join in as your team, as your research projects uh, reach research milestones. You get to get these little lore tidbits that are dropping for you. Um, Beginning to flesh out the universe. You will soon um, have a significant impact on. Yes. Soon, TM. Okay. That's it. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you next week. Uh, Goodbye. Hasta la vista.